alive once again. From a tree. Once again. Live from the treehouse. That's a good life I hear. It is. Got your cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just lots of thunder and dark not five, ten minutes ago. Yeah. Now here we go, blue sky. It's about as quick as anything lasts around here. Yep. Oh, that's tasty. Did it come out okay? Yes, it did. It's a little dangerous. Good thing it doesn't have any whiskey in it, just the Irish cream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because if it had the whiskey in it, then we'd really be in trouble. We would. And we still got to get off of this treehouse. <laughs> That's what the slide's for. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought things through when I did this. <laughs> Code word Geronimo and <laughs> jump. <laughs> nicely. Just a general Dominican Victor Sinclair. With some, some uh, espresso and I don't know the brand, or the brand name. Some Irish cream. Mm, that is tasty. But they go very good together. They do. Yeah, I would have thought more of a Maduro wrap. Bring out the chocolatey, but Connecticut wrap works real well. Set my timer, so uh, try to avoid all the hard stops this episode. <laughs> Excellent. Well, this is two weeks in a row that we have a theme. Yeah, a topic. A topic. That's. It's not, I don't. I don't know if it impresses anybody else, but it. <laughs> Impresses me. Yeah. <laughs> you still may not know by the by watching it that we did it. <laughs> right. We we did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you know a topic. I don't I don't think we've actually talked about it at all. <laughs> Which is loving yeah. one another. Yeah. But we hit it because the church somehow misses it. In a pretty major way, I think. And, and that's a generalization, obviously. Yeah, and I think it's... It's not that they don't know it exists, and it's not that they miss it entirely. Mm -hmm. I think they miss it where it's most important. Yeah. And that's when, you know, you have somebody that's screwed up or isn't mm -hmm. behaving the way you'd prefer them to. Or even the way, you know, um, biblically they should be. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we've ever really been taught how to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the meditation thing. We're told to do it, mm -hmm. or we see it in Scripture, or whatever. It, it's like, accept it in the church. Yes, that's a good thing. You should meditate. Mm -hmm. Meditate on the Word and whatnot. What's meditation? Well, you should really do it. Yeah, you should get on that. And how do you love someone that's difficult? 
I don't know. You, you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you get to the nitty gritty, like with the meditation, it's okay. Now tell me how, how do I breathe? What's some good breathing exercises? Give me some practical. How do I stop the fricking thoughts in my head? Mm -hmm. What do I do with these things that are popping up? How long does it take for them to stop? Mm -hmm. how, you know, myriad of questions. Yeah, and going like hand in hand with that, you're talking specifically with meditating. But recently I was talking to a friend and they're going through some stuff and they're just like, you know, I'm still getting really angry or hurt or whatever mm -hmm. when these, these things pop up into my head. Well, what do I do? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm just, they're like, I'm just burying it. And I know that's not healthy and it's not good, but I don't know yeah. how, what else to do with exactly. it. Exactly. To be able to not be pissed or crying when I'm trying right. to do stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just bury it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, the way I, and you know, I had to think through it because I deal with it, but I, I'm like, how do I do it? You know, what do I do? Yeah. And as we were talking, I kind of got, what I do is it's not that you bury it. It's you set it aside. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we're told to crucify the flesh. Well, what does that mean? It's yeah. our flesh, our emotions. When those things pop up, well, we got to kill them. Because we have to live in who we are and what we are, which is spirit. And that's what we're supposed to operate out of. I'm like, so my suggestion is you don't bury it. You know, don't, mm -hmm. don't stuff it down. Set it aside. And then focus on the truth that relates to whatever that was. So if somebody hurts you, well, why did they hurt you? You're offended. You know, why are you offended? What's the truth of the matter of, in this instance, well, you got to love them. Right, because they were offensive. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we get offended when somebody wasn't offended, just yeah. because of something we're going through. But nine times out of ten, it's someone else was an offensive ass. Yep. <laughs> but now what do I do with it? Yeah. That strong emotion. And so it's like you have to find the truth of the moment. Uh, what do you, What's true for you? What do you need? And by the truth, I mean, um, if somebody offended you, what do you need to do? You need to forgive them. You need to love them. Because if you're offended at them, especially if somebody who doesn't give a rip about you. Yeah. And they willfully, willingly, and knowingly hurt you. Mm -hmm. They don't care if you're offended. <laughs> yeah. They, it's time to trim some friends. <laughs> well, and maybe it's not a friend. Maybe it's just somebody. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, but point being is. Boundaries, barriers. Yeah. And if you don't have, and if they're no longer a part of your life, then it's like, well, don't even let that live in you. Yeah. But, and then that was where, well, how do I, how do I do that? How do I get yeah. past this? Yeah keeps coming up it keeps coming up so yeah. it's like don't don't bury it but set it aside mm -hmm. and once you've set it aside start addressing what the truth of those emotions are mm -hmm. you know uh, and that's going to take time and thought and prayer and and you yeah know, looking searching the the word and the scriptures and just finding finding some stuff out but yeah. the way i figure that you know you've gotten past it and I think we've touched on this before is when those thoughts come up and there's no emotional ties to them. You're just like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. And you just pluck it out and toss it to the side because right. you're not emotionally in invested in it mm -hmm. anymore. Right. And once you're no longer emotionally invested, I think in that time, that's when you know, oh, okay, I'm getting past this. Mm -hmm. Or I didn't get as upset or as hurt or yeah. it started to, and I could have went down that path, but I, I, was, I stopped myself and I'm like, oh no, I'm done with this. Yeah. And, yeah. and you were able to just walk past right. it. Right. 
because people are complicated and we bring all kind of expectations and whatnot into things. Um, and unfortunately, religion brings in a lot of other expectations. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I should, this person, whatever, say offended me and, um, and I'm upset about it. Then there's emotions. Somebody said it and I love it. They're like warning lights on the dash of your car. Mm-hmm. It's like those are just, hey, something needs to be addressed here. Mm-hmm. Something's going on. I think that's a good way to put emotions. But religion will put those expectations too of, well, you do these things and then they should respond this way. But they're not. So how long do I keep doing this? What do I need to do to fix it? And some of those things don't have a fix. They're just, here's a boundary, here's a cut, no longer tied to it emotionally, and I can walk on. Specifically in this instance as well, I was like, Jesus had 12 friends and one of them betrayed him and killed himself. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so he he had uh, 11 people that he was close with. Mm-hmm. I have more than that in family members. I'm already uh, yeah. well past my quota. Mm-hmm. You know, and then chose, and those are family members I care about and that are cl- I am close to. Yeah. But you know, chosen friends like you, I mean, that's a hand, literal handful of people. Yeah. You're not going to have that many close friends. And I don't need to. No, you don't <laughs> have to, and you can't. And you, there's not enough time. <laughs> to because friendships take time. And, you know, investment. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Gosh, this is nice. Cool breeze. (laughs) Yep. So many filming sessions of shivering, (laughs) trying to hold it together. (laughs) Now we've made it. And a lot of that, I think, just to tie it into what we're talking about today. As far as I'm seeing, to re- what it really truly looks like to love someone else through the good and bad and everything else, what it truly looks like to love someone, it has to start in me, mm-hmm. loving myself. And again, that's a thing that I, another reason I hate religion is because we're, you know, it, it, it twists scriptures and and really weaponizes mm. scripture a lot of time in my opinion and we're really not we i think things have gotten twisted like the heart is deceitful among all things and can't be trusted um there's nothing good in me i'm a wretched um you know or a wretch or I'm whatever just a sinner yeah so the, it's all this negative stuff so why how could I love myself? And then it's deny the flesh. So I somehow make myself just flesh instead of knowing who we are, mm-hmm. spirit. And so my flesh, I just got to hate that. And there's there's no self-love mm-hmm. at all. And if I don't love myself enough to set boundaries, to to be complete in myself, I don't need anything from you or my wife or mm-hmm. anyone else i am 100 percent complete i got the freaking kingdom of heaven within me mm-hmm. christ in me the full anointing so i need nothing else but i want 
your friendship. Mm -hmm. I want my wife's friendship. It's well, that's coming at it from a whole different place. No, absolutely. And and that's how Christ modeled it. He got everything from the Father, and then he gave it to his disciples and to the multitudes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he didn't require anything of them except for their friendship, their their um, commitment to follow him. Right. And again, I mean, that was a big thing. It's like, hey, leave everything behind and come follow me. It's kind of a big thing. It's a big thing. But that was their only requirement was mm -hmm. to follow. The rest of it, he was taking care of it. And it... Hmm. That's, we, that's big. <laughs> that, that, that's a big thing. <laughs> you know, um, and I pulled a few uh, scriptures because over the last, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, dang, it's been three years that the Father's been working on this specifically in me of loving each other, loving his children. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, I think I did these in order. Okay, so last episode, when we were talking about, you know, nobody, nobody says you need to bring except Jesus into your heart, you know? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I, again, right. that, that doctrinal stuff that I think it came out of good places. Sure. You know, to explain it, make it humanly understandable, mm -hmm. but it's a spiritual, a supernatural spiritual thing. So it needs to be understood by revelation, not by yeah. dumbing it down. Right. But I think, <laughs> so it's First John four fifteen through 21. I believe because I just screenshotted these and each one kind of stops at a different place. But so it says, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. That seems like a pretty simple requirement <laughs> and going yep. on to 16 and, uh, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth, dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, in God in him. Herein is our love made perfect. So how do we have perfect mm -hmm. love? So just, that was 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because he is, or because as he is, so are we in this world. So mm -hmm. 16, because it says herein, our love is made perfect. Well, what, what, herein what? 16, verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. Hmm. And then herein is our love made perfect. So if we dwell in God, yeah, God dwells in us. If we dwell in love, if we love He's in us. He's through us. That's how our love's made perfect. Mm -hmm. so, so to me, that's like, what are we? What am I focusing on? My relationship with the Father. Yeah. What did Jesus do? His relationship with the Father. Yeah. Yeah. How many times did it say he was up before the sun while it was still dark? He was spending time with the Father. Well, and then again, it, when it goes into seventeen, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because he is, because as he is, so, so are, are we in we. this world. Yep. So as he is now, God, the creator of the universe, 
so so are we in this world. <laughs> yeah, not, Pretty, not to come. Yeah, not later. By and by. Now, mm-hmm. currently, in this world. It says right there, verse 17. First John four seventeen. So are we in this world. And then it goes on, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Mm-hmm. No doubt fear has torment. Mm-hmm. That's then, a living health, live in fear. Mm-hmm. Well, and then it goes down, verse 21, And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loves his brother also. So, how do we get perfect love? We dwell in him. Mm-hmm. He dwells in us. That's how we get perfect love. And then we don't just use that to love ourselves or love God, but we use it to love others. Yeah. That's the starting place. I like that dwelling. Not a 15-minute devotion. It's dwelling. It's a state of being. I'm hanging out there. So then go and jump into John 13, 32. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. So once again, if we're glorifying God, if we're loving God, and it, we're us and the Father, it's our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. It's a reciprocal, he chose us, he loved us first. A response to that chosen and being chosen and loved, we choose to be with him and love him back. Mm-hmm. And in that action, we're, it's that open system of <laughs> taking in, giving out, taking in, giving yeah. out. And that's just yeah. a, a reciprocal love intimacy between the father and his children. Yeah. And then totally. Was, that was, you know, Jesus speaking. And then verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. I love how he has to say it twice (laughs) in one, in one sentence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So here's a new commandment. Love one another. Like I loved you. So also love one another. (laughs) And by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. And for a third time, if you love one another, Mm -hmm. Um, that's how you're going to know. Not by standing on a street corner with a sign, knocking on doors, putting up a big steeple. Mm-hmm. The world's going to know that you're my disciples because of how you love each other. Mm-hmm. That If that is not the foundation of ministry or anything else, a church, whatever, can't go any farther. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not reaching people. Well, not, not farther from it the kingdom, is. not truly. Because mm-hmm. that's, Jesus, I, I don't know you. Yeah. You, you might have been doing things in my name, but I didn't, I didn't know you. You, sound, you were doing what I commanded. Sound like a clinging symbol to me. Working hard, but you're not loving each other. Mm-hmm. Then uh, everything else is for naught. So then, I think I got two more, but just, again... Reiterating, Matthew twenty-two, thirty-seven. Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all, their, with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their mind. This is the first and great commandment. 
Okay, so mm. what is that? Three verses in a row where it's your relationship with the Father. Mm -hmm. Jesus isn't saying, love me, honor me, glorify me, and have a relationship with our Father. Jesus is literally just ministering to them. He's teaching them about what their relationship should look like with the Father. Mm -hmm. And that that's the most important thing. First yeah. and foremost, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and mind. And then second, love thy neighbor as thyself. And there, there you go. Love thy neighbor as thyself. As if you yourself. don't love yourself, yeah, how can you love someone else? Right. And if you know, boy, here's a loop. So it starts with what? The Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And is God is love. Mm -hmm. So that's an understanding of who you are. Mm -hmm. And letting that, like we had talked about, I think, last time, that what Paul was saying, the Christ in us, the hope of glory. Mm -hmm. Hope of glory, that's shelf that. Christ in us and, and, and picturing that not as a little mm -hmm. spot of Christ in our flesh, <laughs> yeah. but picture it permeating, permeating every organ system, every cell, every atom of your body fully permeating with God, with Christ, anointing of God. Mm -hmm. And God is love. love. So now your entire being is filled with love. So loving yourself, that's pretty easy. Love, mm -hmm. you are love. You can switch it. God is love. Mm -hmm. If I am full, kingdom of heaven is within me, the Christ in me permeating every atom, then I am love. love. And then in verse 40, on all, uh, on on these two commandments, all the law, or hang all the law mm -hmm. and prophets. So everything else <laughs> hangs on love. If we don't get that right, we don't have anything else. And then, oh, I got at least one more. John 15, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I've loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And I love this because he's, he's like, okay, so here's my commandment. Love one another like I've loved you. No greater love than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Mm -hmm. And you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. What do you command them to do? Love. <laughs> yeah. They'll know, they'll know you're my disciples. And then I love how With he your says, love for one another. you're my friends. And, he, and then he just goes on to just reiterate, henceforth I call you not servants, but ser uh, for servants know not what his Lord does. Mm -hmm. But I have called you friends for all the things I have heard of my Father I have made known to you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you go and bring forth fruit and that fruit should, be, uh, that sh fruit should remain whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, uh, he, he may give to you, or he will give to you. And then, and then again, mm -hmm. 
these things I command you, that you love one another. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention that Did, before? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting that he puts that uh, in there, in, in whatsoever you ask. And everything follows mm -hmm. our love. And love follows dwelling the Father, knowing who you are as a spirit, as coming from God. And honestly, everybody thinks of heaven as when we return to him, but no, we, when we mm. believe in Christ and we're saved in our spirit, us, we are sealed and made perfect and new. We are as he. He is in us, through us. We're, we're seated mm -hmm. at the right hand. We're, there's nothing, nothing's going to change when we go to heaven except for Not a thing. our physical, tangible suits. Mm -hmm. yeah. Our vessels change. That's it. Yeah. And we don't, I don't know if we really truly understand what that means, but yeah. the, the, the point being <laughs> Pretty sure we don't. <laughs> once we return to him, there's no difference. Like, it's life everlasting. Mm -hmm. This life is everlasting. From right this now. Point on, yeah, from the point you get saved until, <laughs> yeah. until whatever happens, happens. When yeah. your body dies, why does it die? Because your spirit left it, and it's what gives it life. Mm -hmm. It is going back, and, and of course, we are, and now I'm getting this, we were thinking, going back to the Father, like He's, he's, he's in us, through us, He's all around us. <laughs> if I how die, can we I'm, go? I might be right over there. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> how know? can we go back to Him? He's right here. Yeah. <clears throat> he's, he <laughs> doesn't get any closer than being in us and through us. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure we can... I see, sitting at his right hand is distant because mm -hmm. he's in us and through us right now. And again, it's one of those things that we try and comprehend it with comprehend it with our normal natural yeah. minds. It doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. It's like so. Don't try. Yeah. Just understand it. Believe yep. it. And yep. You know, be thankful for it. Absolutely. And then, of course, my last verse, John one one through five in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him not was anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehend it not and I love this because in him was life and the life was the light of men what do you think that life is? Mm -hmm. Love. Yeah. If it's one thing that they that Scripture says God is definitively, mm -hmm. that He is love, and that is light. He, I, I'm convinced we have no idea the power of love. We can kind of grasp the edges of it. I think. But, I mean, love demonstrated on the cross, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's powerful, and it's powerful for a long time. Mm. You know, a warrior can go in and kick open a door and tear up the, the enemy. You know, and that it's seen as power or a certain weapon can be powerful. You know, an atomic bomb, that's power. Mm -hmm. But 
I mean, it, it does, it pales, all of that pales, all of that fleshly power pales in comparison to the power of love. We just don't fully get it. Yep. Well, that's like that, uh, <clears throat> not sure where it was filmed at. I think it was China, Vietnam, somewhere along those lines. Mm -hmm. It's an Asian dude. He's standing in a highway, and there's a tank rolling down the road. And he's just standing there with his arms out. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, here's a person who <laughs> is sorely... Un or out of his uh, depth. Way outmatched. Way, way outmatched, thank you. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's an image that it, it invokes a lot of emotion because he's, for whatever reason, you know, using his body as a shield. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like in every movie that's, you know, reenacting or recounting um, military stuff, you know, a guy jumps on a grenade or... A, Right. Takes a bullet for his buddy or, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> there's there's a reason those movies do so well. Yeah. There's a reason those stories are so incredible. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that we, we continually, um, you know, they make millions and millions and millions of dollars. People keep making more war movies. And it's not because we like the blood and guts and, and right. the death and everything else. It's because it invokes something that is so mm. powerful in every human being, yep. no matter who you are. Yeah. <clears throat> and of course, you, you'll get those cynical people or just slightly evil people. Ah, oh, they're an idiot. I wouldn't have done that. Blah, 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 blah. And then that's when you're like, oh, good. Now I know never to have you around. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> it's very true. That's what we're drawn to in those. And there's you, you don't see any more love or heroism than in war. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the worst War, of humankind. Disaster, whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then what are our favorite movies? Not us, you know, specifically, but humans. Look at all the uh, zombie apocalypse stuff. Mm -hmm. What's it all about? Sacrifice. Trying to survive, mm -hmm. which is continual sacrifice by all the different characters. Yeah. You know? um, and of course, some people are drawn to the betrayal and the twisted side of it. Sure. Um, and that's really why. I'd, I don't really particularly care for those ones, but you know, there's, or my wife and I were watching a show called the expanse and you know, they cost a little bit more than I'd prefer to, or prefer in shows, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but 90% of the time it's what I feel is appropriate for the situation. So yeah, <laughs> like they, you know, they'll, they'll come out with a something and I'll, and I'll giggle because it was super, <laughs> super appropriate. And half the time it's like the military or the government people. Yeah. But you know, uh, my wife's just like, oh, I hate this. I can't stand this character because they're, you know, trust them. They're shady. They make stupid choices. Mm -hmm. And later, and I'm like, just give it time. Later on, you learn. <laughs> like, she's actually not bad. She just, she has a really messed up past and she's trying to do what she thinks is right. Boy, and, isn't that everyone we know. Yeah. <laughs> but in that show, there's so much character development that it's just like, I, I mean, I wish they'd, they had the, what they had when I was a 
kid and growing up, you know, they, people would take the movies and TV shows that had profanity and nudity, and then they'd edit it all out. Yeah. And then you could just watch yeah. the clean. Like Vid Angel and yeah, all that. Like yeah. That. <laughs> you know, because it's like this show is so good. Yeah. When it comes to the characters, what they're trying to accomplish together, how they came together. Um, Their issues and challenges. And, yeah. And it's just like. I'm drawn to this really specifically in that one is because the love that they all share and mm -hmm. they become a family. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, yep. like, you know, going back to what got us there, these are the Hacksaw Ridge. I mean, come mm. on. Come on. <laughs> Kid says, what, 75 people in, in one night like that. Yeah. on his own through a killing field. In like, hell. It, yeah. Just living hell terror. And all he has is, Lord, just help me get one more. One more. That's and love. And through his acts of love, he gets the <laughs> complete respect and admiration of his unit, mm -hmm. his commanding officers and his NCOs, to the point where they're like, what are you all doing? You're supposed to be up there. And they're like, well, you know, uh, he, he, he's, he's not done praying. He's like, I don't give a good God, you know. <laughs> and they're just kind of like, we ain't going until he's ready. Yeah. Like, until he says go, we ain't moving. Exactly. You know, he just, he just yep. in one... Mm. amazingly heroic and, and just you can't deny that the power of God was working through him that night yeah he got he went from being a pariah made fun of mm -hmm. contrast picked on to being someone that they all admired in a yeah. way they never knew they could right it, all through acts of love yeah they knew when they got up on top the chances of them getting injured or killed were great and he's going to have their back mm-hmm the one no. kid without a rifle is going yeah. to drag them. Who he, weighed, what, like 120 yeah. pounds, maybe? <laughs> they just, knew, yeah, he'd be given everything and more, everything he had to save every person, even the ones that hated him. Yep. He didn't care. Boy, love doesn't care. Nope. And the power mm. of love, like, you know, that's what kept him going. Yeah. Yeah. I believe there was, he probably had supernatural power flowing through him. Sure. To keep his body moving. But it came from where? Love. Yeah. Love is supernatural. Mm -hmm. And that's if God is love. God is supernatural. Never put that together before, but mm. that's what makes it so powerful. All these other weapons and other things are physically powerful yeah love is supernaturally powerful breaks through hatred breaks through everything yep i mean no greater hatred than taking an innocent man and torturing him and nailing him to a cross mm -hmm. hatred doesn't get any deeper than that but yet love conquered mm hmm, hmm. It's, it's funny. <clears throat> uh, again, my friend and I were, were talking about just some of the stuff they're going through. And they were talking about um, kind of their hurt and disheartening of uh, an organization, you know, how can this, organi this organization be so amazing but have so much wrong with it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of letting them talk and not rant, just, just confused. You know, it's like mm -hmm. 
part, the, 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 there's so much good. There's so much amazing stuff. So many great teachings. So many great, you know, people. And but how can it have such, you know, such a uh, uh, cancer that's running through it? Yeah. And bad thing. And I'm like, well, for one, I've always said, it doesn't matter the organization. It has people, and people generally suck. <laughs> so yep. at some point, even the best of them mm-hmm. are going to have bad moments. And even some of the ones that aren't great are going to slip in and potentially do really well, you know, if they play it right. Yeah. And I was just like, look at, look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. He had his disciples that were with him for three years. And, you know, Peter still, even though he knew the prophecy, Jesus had already told him that he was going to have to go. They knew what was coming or they should have. Mm-hmm. He, or Simon, you know, he still pulled the sword out and cut off. Was it Simon Peter that did that? Yeah, I yeah, think so. that cut off the ear of the centurion coming for Christ, mm-hmm. and he rebukes him. It's like, you know, I'm embarrassed. Jesus must have been. It's like, come on, bro. Like, like three and a half years. Come on. You've been with yeah. me. You know, yeah. this is not what I do. I've never done this. I've yeah. never condoned it. I've told you to knock it off, and still yeah. he does it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he gets denied, and he obviously got betrayed, hmm. and. And that person, you know, Judas betrayed him and and felt such remorse, he hung himself. Mm. Yeah, just to get out of hell. And His it's living like, hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if the people who walked with Christ could be idiots. Yeah. Then, and I'm not trying, don't, people don't get mad. I'm not trying to get, like, get on the disciples. We're all idiots. <laughs> or we all have idiotic moments. We can all be stupid. There we go. Yep. But these are the men that walked with him, mm-hmm. experienced it all f- through him and, and everything that happened around him, and they still mess up. Yeah. So we got to have some grace and we got to mm-hmm. have some love towards individuals, groups, organizations, yep. whatever, because guess what? They still got people that are running them, that yeah. are working at them, and it's never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But what we can perfect is what what we do what we how we respond react you know and and it's not about how we act or react in in noticeable action it's about how we respond and react in our hearts and that was Jesus's whole ministry it was a heart ministry of it doesn't matter if you kept all the you know the physical commandments mm-hmm. and the 200 and whatever laws if you looked and lusted you sinned if you thought about this, if you, if you yeah. hated them in your heart, Let's bring it back to the core. It was all about a heart issue. Why? Because he was prepping them to understand mm-hmm. that once he once he died and was resurrected, and we were in that we received that, or you know, he paid and when was the atonement, and we received Holy Spirit and everything else. Everything's changed because now we can be that perfection that he was. Mm-hmm. We are that perfection. And we can actually manifest that in our daily lives. Yeah. And, yeah. and the only way you can do that, though, is knowing that everything's a heart issue. It's not about mm-hmm. how good you look. It's not about how good you talk. It's not that you never cuss and that you never um, verbally talk down on somebody. It's all about your heart, man. Yeah. It, it brings it back to the core. Mm-hmm. And you're... Yeah. It totally being a heart issue, bringing it back to the core... 
And if you're dwelling with the Father, coming full circle, and you're fully infused with Christ, with the Father's anointing, who is love, then yeah, all of that, everything else is going to work out. I, I love that, that he brings it back to the core. Mm-hmm. It's not about any kind of outward thing that you're doing at all. Nope. But if the core is dwelling in the Father and you're being fully infused with that Christ anointing all the time, or to the level that you are dwelling there, then everything else is cake. Yep. You're going to react right to every situation. You're going to react in love. I don't, I don't think we we realize, well, I, I know I don't fully realize the, the, what I have in my pocket. Mm. Much more than, you know, having a concealed carry and under, you know, and that may be kind of a good picture too of, you know, when you're concealed carry out in kind of a sketch area or whatever, you know, you have some power, Mm -hmm. you know, you have something that can save a life that can, you know, save yours or someone else's life mm-hmm. you, you have that power on you mm-hmm. and, it, and it feels different mm-hmm. not like a power trip but just that you have options that's in my pocket i'm calmer walking down a sketchy alley mm-hmm. because i know i have some power with me mm-hmm. and how much more knowing understanding a little bit of the power of love mm-hmm. Walking into any situation, understanding I've, I've got all of the power in the universe with me. In me, through me, and flowing out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that begs the question, how do we love? <clears throat> what is it? How, yeah. How do, well, we, how do we love? And this is one thing. I've had this conversation before. Um, and, and again, this is one of those things that I think came out of, um, trying to do something good and then it ends up being something not great, (laughs) but they say everybody has their sandpaper person (laughs) and then, you know, and then it's that person that just bugs it, bugs you and it bothers you and you can't get past it and you're never going to get past it. But now that you've identified that they're, they're, you're, they're your sandpaper person you can at least then begin to try and love them and understand them and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, once you've identified them as that they're your sandpaper person, you have now killed any hope of them ever not being that person. Hmm. Because you have Mm -hmm. identified them, labeled them, and that's it. (laughs) Right. Well, it's no big deal. Uh, You know, it pissed me off and whatever. They bugged me, but they're my sandpaper person, so it's no big deal. I still love them. It's no, like it's like stuffing emotions. You're you're swiping that away. You're stuffing it, but you're not loving. No, and I had that conversation with somebody. I'm like, what'd you just say? Oh, well, they're you know my sandpaper person. It's okay though. And I'm like, well, but why? Oh, well, we you know we just never see eye to eye, and we're never gonna get along. Okay, why? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just you know blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, well, can you love them? Oh, I do love them. I'm like, no, you don't. They're your sandpaper person. You're just mm-hmm. You're just allowing them to exist. You're not loving yeah. them. Right. I'm like, why are they this way to you? Why do you feel they act, they treat you this way? Mm-hmm. 
is that reality or is that your observed reality that you know yeah. because now they're your sandpaper person everything they say or do is going through that sandpaper filter and you're going to perceive what they say and do in a manner in which that may not be reality yeah you know and that's like in in you can apply that to any individual or in circumstance where you're assuming some things or everything mm -hmm. you know having that conversation with yourself about your, with you know you're in an argument with your wife or girlfriend or friend and you you get that argument where you're having the whole conversation before it happens in your <laughs> yeah. head yeah and you just come in just ripping into them oh that would be a good response <laughs> you know and now you're just attacking them and they're like i just came to say sorry and i was wrong you know yeah <laughs> and you just ruined it yeah because you came in you went down this long trail of of imaginary lies mm -hmm. so I got off on a tangent there but bringing it back how do you love someone for me like I was saying earlier you have to find what is truth in that moment so somebody comes up and they're super rude and they blow you know, like uh, you're checking you know you're checking your groceries out the cashiers just grumpy slapping your stuff around tossing into bags mm -hmm. They don't care. And you, hey, how's it going today? And they just look at you and grumble, 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 and they keep going. And you're like, wow, that dude's an a-hole. And then you go off. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't know what they went through. Yeah. So the way I love people, or what helps me love people, is I remove all of what I think I know. Mm -hmm. And then I'm left with nothing. Because if I don't actually know the person, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing. Everything's yeah. an assumption. Exactly. And no matter how discerning you think you are or how good you are at reading people, it's all mm -hmm. assumption. So if you remove all your assumptions and you just focus in on what they are, which is a child of God, yep. and you focus in on w the way they're acting, which has to have some, there's something behind it that's got them to Always. where they are. Yeah. And since you can't identify what that is, it makes it, for me, a lot easier to just ignore it mm -hmm. and to continue to just love them. Yeah. And sometimes that's just by being quiet. Yeah. That's where discernment comes in. Sometimes yeah. it's like, hey, you doing all right? Mm -hmm. And they might be like, the hell? Yeah. <laughs> why are you talking to me? Like, why are you asking me something so personal? Exactly. You know, and, and oh, my bad. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, I just mm -hmm. want to make sure you're okay. I didn't mean to be, you know, disrespectful. Yeah. And then go on about your day and be exactly. like, hey, I, whatever's going on, I hope it works out. You know, and if, you, again, discernment, can I pray for you real quick? Whatever you you feels right in the moment. Yeah. But you got to feel it out. But yep. again, how do you love them? Remove all your assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a relationship with this person, remove all your assumptions and just ask, hey, man, what's going on? Mm -hmm. You seem a little off today. I don't mm -hmm. want to talk about it. Okay. I get cool. that, man. No worries. Um, just mm -hmm. know, let you know, I'm, I'm, I love you. I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. Oh, you're an idiot. You always say that. You don't care about anything, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, you know. Doesn't matter because just, I'm complete. Yeah. So whatever you say to me, it, it's fine. Yeah. It's all right, man. I love you. Doesn't bother. No big deal. Shouldn't bother me because I'm complete anyway. Because what yeah. do I have? I have a relationship with the Father. Mm -hmm. and he is love, and now I am love, and he is through me and in me and around me. Yeah, I and couldn't be more full. Nope. <laughs> I don't need anything from, like you said. Yeah, exactly. I don't need your respect. I don't need your reciprocal yeah. love. 
I don't need anything mm-hmm. from you. I'm here to pour in to you. Yeah. I'm here to love you. My job mm-hmm. is to love you no matter what you do. Yep. And I've found it makes it easier when you remove what you think you know, remove all your assumptions, mm-hmm. and then remind yourself what you're there to do. Yeah. And that's just to love them. Yeah. And, and that moment's going to be different, how you love them, you know, mm-hmm. what that looks like, whether it's a hug, a high five, a nod, a smile. And it doesn't matter. No. Because all of that at a baseline says, I see you. Mm-hmm. Not, not as a cashier, not as a friend, whatever else, but I see you enough to see that you're not right. Mm-hmm. Not where you want to be, not you know, something off or whatever it's, I, I think nine times out of 10, that's what all of us need Mm -hmm. in that time. I may not want to talk about my issues right now. Or with you in general. (laughs) Right. But you saw me, Mm -hmm. you saw in more than, like I said, more than just seeing what I mean by that is you're seeing into my soul. Mm Mm-hmm. You're seeing that I'm off. You're seeing deeper. And sometimes just that is enough because it doesn't have to be a big to do, No, (laughs) but just enough to say, Hey, I see you. Yep. Yeah. Like gets me every time, um, in the chosen when Jesus is talking to Eden and Mm. he's just like, I see you. Yes that whole exchange of I understand the struggle you're going through. Yep. I know it exists. It's not foreign to me. I'm not ignoring it. I know yep. I see you. And that's exactly what uh, you're saying is it's massive. It doesn't matter if it's a big moment. Mm-hmm. It's the little moments, especially if it's a stranger, you know, using the yeah. name, looking yep. them in the eye, taking the second to smile, telling them, thank you. You know, those are all actions of respect and what respect is love. Mm -hmm. Respect comes from love. All of those little things could be the things that, you know, in some instances could be the same things that save someone's life. Yeah. Especially if they're in that really dark place. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they could be ending it that day. And if we all did this, you imagine that the change Mm -hmm. in, in... direction of society and culture yeah if we could just get past ourselves and love yeah because ultimately i don't care what anybody says if you're getting offended and and there's a whole thing about woe to the offender but if you're getting (laughs) offended if you're upset if you're hurt that is all on you Mm -hmm. and the only person it truly hurts is you oh yeah yep period Mm mm-hmm and the longer you hold on to it, the longer it's going to eat at you, the mm-hmm. harder, the, digger, the, the deeper the hole you're going to dig for yourself. And it's just hurting you. I don't have enough, you know, capacity. I, if I, you know, 100% capacity, I, I got the majority of that mental capacity for my, uh, for, well, really it's like, I don't know, 60% the father, 40% or 30%. My family and I got about 10% for anybody else. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Because <clears throat> we, that's very true. We only have so much mental, emotional capacity or, or capacity in any other way. Mm-hmm. 
and a lot of that is spent on our on our closest 12 or our closest two or three mm -hmm. you know well and again if you're if you i don't you know people know computers probably you know your phones well enough to know when you're you know your phone's going slow so you have to kill some programs in the background right. so that what you're actually focusing on can run better mm -hmm. run smoother and faster that's just like your brain and mm -hmm. if you're focusing on all these different people that have offended you and you're giving all that processing power to mm -hmm. stuff that ultimately does not matter all that energy guess what you're neglecting you're, you're neglecting yourself you're neglecting your relationship with the father you're yeah. neglecting your loved ones whether that's family or friends mm -hmm. and that affects all of it, everything around you negatively yeah oh we are and, mm -hmm. and again ahead. all for something that doesn't matter ultimately right yeah. you know because even even with my wife if she pisses me off guess whose fault that is mm. that's mine if I get pissed off, I allowed it to happen. Right. Now, she might have done something really mean, but it's still my choice mm -hmm. to get offended, my choice to react. Now, the other night, I don't even know what it was. I got super pissed off. And immediately afterwards, I'm like, man, you're dumb. <laughs> and thankfully, she, had, she, she was like, wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> I'm gonna let that sit for a little bit. <laughs> well, not even she, you know, she came and talked. She's like, "What's going on?" Blah blah. And I'm like, I wanted so badly to be mad at her and just let it go, you know, and just be a dick. Mm -hmm. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we can bleep, can't we? <laughs> we can, do we have that? Do we know how to do that? I don't no, I can Google it though. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> you know, but because of her response to my stupidity her love and just I don't know I don't know meekness is the wrong word but she just mm -hmm. came in so soft and loving of like what what's going on like, mm. and I was just love like, yeah man it disarmed me <laughs> wow so and I power I was sitting there like trying to be angry and then fighting myself of like what are you doing dude and I'm like I don't know you know my internal monologue <laughs> yeah. <real> fast <laughs> and then I was just right like, shoulder left shoulder yeah what are you doing I don't know <laughs> well and then I had to fight the shame of what I just did yeah in myself yeah. because yeah. now she's not even mad she's being the sweetest thing mm. and now I feel all this shame and I had to shake that off yeah so I'm not sitting in that because now I can shift from not being a jerk or from being a jerk but to sitting in shame which pretty much feels and looks the same to her mm -hmm. and so I had to shake that off so I don't I'm sorry I don't know where that came from I'm tired I'm hungry I think we spent seven hours at the lake fishing, mm -hmm. you know, and my everything just rolled or, you know, like just yeah came up and there was no good excuse for it. But mm -hmm. she disarmed the whole situation with love. Power. You know, that's the power of and, love. Anything else would have fallen short. No, absolutely. Yeah. And because of the three years I've been getting taught this by the father, I I don't know. It felt more. I noticed it better. I recognized what mm. she was doing better. Yeah. And so I was able to then stop the stupid, respond to it better, mm -hmm. you know, apologize, hug, kiss, you know, and then yeah. it was fine. Yeah. But it was all, I mean, again, it was super stupid. <laughs> <laughs> usually <laughs> is. Yeah, it usually yeah. is. Yeah. But it was And all it doesn't me. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But she had every right yeah. to sit there and be like, this guy's an a-hole. Yeah. Right. Get mad at me. Sure. Every right. But she didn't. Mm -hmm. And so what did that do? Strengthen our relationship. Actually was able to disarm the situation in my attitude 
and then brought me out of the stupid and into love mm -hmm. and reconnection with her immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't get any more powerful than that. No. Especially if you know how strong my stupid is. <laughs> <laughs> if it's able to disarm your stupid, then you're not. <laughs> <So>. <clears throat> and we're back. Can you uh, mute your mic when you cough, please? My goodness. <laughs> so peg it out. <laughs> I'd have to fumble around and find the mute button before I turn it off. <laughs> yeah, you mute it and forget to unmute. Yeah. <clears throat> the rest of the show, I'm. <laughs> Hope y'all can read. Background of my mic. <laughs> Hope y'all can read lips. Uh, sideways. <laughs> uh. Yeah. That is a massive, massive way that we love each other. Mm. And she can only, you know, or any of us can only do that from a place of completeness. Like we've said a hundred times, that's where it's got to start. If, if, if I'm not complete in myself, then there's no way I can do that and set my flesh aside to love someone else. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it makes it way more difficult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think it's more possible in um, relationships, marriages, mm -hmm. because you have an investment in, in the situation. Sure, sure. So I think no matter how complete or incomplete you are, thank you. Yes, sir. It makes it more possible. Mm -hmm. But man, when it's somebody that you're not invested in, mm -hmm. it's just a random person or a yeah. worker, somebody that you don't consider necessarily a friend. It, mm -hmm. it makes it a lot more difficult. Yeah. <clears throat> and I want to kind of reiterate again, too. You don't have to be friends with everyone. Mm -hmm. There are good, healthy boundaries that you can put, that you should, that we should all put on certain people in our lives. That It's like, you know, an abuser mm -hmm. in whatever way that abuser is, I can still love them but not give them access to me. Mm -hmm. And and that looks different in every relationship, and there's a myriad of different um, types of relationships, but you don't have... I just want to make sure everybody's clear. You don't have to put up with abuse to love someone. That's, that's not loving yourself mm -mm. to you be abused. Even, yeah, you don't even have to... Well, and to be fair... And truthful and honest, if you're putting up with an abuser, then you're not loving them. Right, you're you're, you're enabling them, them, empowering them. Yeah, you're not confronting mm -hmm. the issue. And I'm not saying every abuser needs to be confronted or anything like that. Yeah, some of them just need to be left alone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> somebody if, else will love them. <laughs> exactly, but that you know, it, it, there's different ways to love, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah, sometimes yeah, totally. if you have a relationship with someone and they're acting in a certain way, you can confront them in love. You gotta have discernment and timing and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't, like if you have in a, in, in our world, especially the people younger than us, <laughs> have because of social media, I think really made it worse if it didn't create it. Everybody's your friend. Yeah. You know, I've had coworkers like, oh, we're friends, right? And I kind of be like, mm. I mean, don't get mad, but no, I got yeah. five friends. <laughs> yeah. 
Not the 400 I have on social media. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, those aren't all really friends. No. You know, you got acquaintances, you have strangers, acquaintances, mm-hmm. co-workers, and friends, in my opinion. Yeah. That's how I structure my life. Mm-hmm. And co-workers can seem like they can be close to being friends. Yeah. But yeah. if you've never come over to my house, if you've never mm-hmm. met my children, if you've never pet my dogs, mm-hmm. you're probably nowhere near on the friends list. Yeah. And even if you're a coworker who has been to my house a multitude of times, you're working your way in there. Mm-hmm. You know? But even then, I, I don't know what I'd call you because you're, you're more than a coworker and you're not an acquaintance. But it's just like, for me, friends, really, friends are family. Mm-hmm. My my closest friends I consider family, and those are the people I care most about. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say I wouldn't, you know, help a coworker out, you know, help them move, bend over backwards to help them do something, you know, because they're the next, they're right there, they're right mm-hmm. on that edge. Um, if they're, if we're close. Yeah, yeah. But man, when it comes down to it, I can love everyone. And still tell them no, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and still not if I, cause again, I have priorities, the father, my family, mm-hmm. and then, you know, friends, and it kind of ends there. Cause that usually takes up 99% of my time. Right. Right. Everything else yeah. has to be scheduled. Reached your limit capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very true. You know, and the other aspect, I think that the church, I think we hit on it a little bit, but just coming up in my my heart, the, the, where the church needs some focus um, is with any individual, any interaction, set the mission aside. Whatever the mission is to get them saved, to get them filled with the Spirit, to get them healed. Set that aside and love on them. Because how many of us have prayed for people for their healing and they didn't get healed? Well, if I've loved that person where they were felt seen... Mm where they felt understood maybe in their struggle with their sickness or whatever if the chronic thing, especially, mm. um, you know, people coming in in wheelchairs and, and whatnot. And there's that draw to, okay, you know, into a conference or something that, you know, I want to pray for them. And that's a perfect thing. But if we just go up on mission to get them saved, to get them healed, to get them filled with the Spirit. And, and, and we spend a little time with them and then they're gone. Or maybe they're coming up front during a service or a conference or something like that. You know, maybe or maybe they didn't receive what our mission was. Mm-hmm. What we thought. <laughs> what we was. thought our mission, our physical mission. But whether they received the healing or not, if we spent a significant amount of time with them, loving them, where it's, wow, you've had this for seven years, mm. you know, and this was from an accident that you're in a wheelchair, you've been believing God, you know, for your healing for this many years, 
you've had this many people pray for you that now you don't even want to be prayed for mm. in conferences um, and and you're just tired of that false hope whether it's false or not and I mean there's so many things that especially chronically ill mm-hmm. go through but if I just come at them without a mission I mean, it kind of seems like Jesus did that too come at them of you know what do you you know, after visiting for a while. Blind Bartimus, what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> well, my first name says it. I'm blind. <laughs> but th- that's exactly it, though. Yeah, yeah. So you meet them at the core to where they're loved. And if they receive their healing right then, awesome. Mm-hmm. If they don't, at least they're walking away no, knowing that someone saw them, mm-hmm. that someone cared, that they weren't a notch in someone's belt, that you know, none of that superficial stuff, they know that they were, wow, they, they you know, and a lot of times it's just talking through it. Mm-hmm. Say, wow, they weren't in a hurry. They sat there and listened to me and talked through this, and I didn't even know some of these things, but they were asking questions and I got to talk through and now I understand my feelings better mm-hmm. of why I'm so frustrated with being in this being in this wheelchair and blah 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 because they were loved. Yeah. And they felt loved. Mm. So put the mission second and put loving first. Or just make loving your mission <laughs> and if you're listening to the Father everything else is gonna flow. At the end of an hour, it's, oh, did you want to get up out of that? Yeah, you done sitting in that chair? Yeah. Do you want me to pray for you, or are you still done with that? You know, where are you right now? Doesn't have to be done right now. It can or it can't. That's not the point. Mm -hmm. You are the point. I love you. Yeah. In or out of the chair, I could care less. Mm Mm-hmm. I think you'd be better out of it, but hey. Yeah. But what do you want right now? Mm-hmm. Instead of just assuming, oh, you're in a wheelchair, you must want out of it. Yeah. A person's soul needs to be seen. Well, really? Their spirit needs to be seen. Mm-hmm. Because that's what all this boils down to, is seeing them as they were created to be. Not as they are. Not as they are in the flesh, but the, as they are in spirit, which is truth. Yeah. Boy, that's massive. Then they can receive their healing whenever they want, because the same spirit that's in me is in them. Yep. But but again, seeing, like you said, being seen... I'm looking past your your injury, your disability. I'm looking past your current circumstances. I'm looking all. I'm literally deleting your flesh, and I'm looking straight to who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm loving you because of who you are, not yeah. because of who you're being. You know, because everybody knows. You, you know, I got my work persona. I got my persona around my friends. I got. I might act a little differently around my parents. You know, whatever the case may be, who you are in spirit is who you actually are. 
Yeah. Everything else. That's the true you. Yeah. Everything else is a response to your surroundings, which is why we have to crucify the flesh. Let that be dead so that we can mm -hmm. actually operate in who we are. Yeah. Excuse me. And when we look to someone or look at someone with the intention of seeing them for who they actually are, it makes it easier to love them. Yeah. For seeing past all their, you know, uh, shortcomings if they're mean, rude, ugly. Mm -hmm. Not ugly physically, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, ugly as an attitude. <laughs> so, yeah, that's happens when you have young kids. So, quit being ugly, you know. <laughs> but if you're looking at them for who they are, for what they are, 100% of the time, it makes yeah. it easy to love them. Yeah. And like you just said, seeing them for who they are in spirit, which is truth, while I'm looking past that wheelchair, mm -hmm. I'm looking past their current circumstances. I'm seeing them for who they are. They may yeah. not even in this moment know that, who they are. Right, right. But as, as I'm seeing them for who they yeah. are and loving them, I'm bringing the truth of who they are out. Oh, and how, how much a person that's been chronically, I'll say, staying on that in the wheelchair, it is, how hard is it for them to see past the flesh mm. that they're having to deal with and struggle and have the physical pain and everything that goes with that every day, the flesh is just in their face. Mm -hmm. How difficult is it for them to see the, themselves truly as who they are, his spirit? I'd never thought of that, that before. That's, that's huge to try to help them see themselves as who they truly are. Mm -hmm. Ignore the healing part. Yeah. That, that comes through love, that comes through faith, mm -hmm. that comes through however it comes through because they ain't got that figured out yet. And just love them. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. I think we get caught up because Jesus went and did miracles and said, we're going to do miracles and greater things, greater works. Yeah, verse. sure. And I agree. We will. That being said, that's not why he went out there. Yeah. He didn't go out there to make a show of things. He went out there to fulfill the needs of every person that he could. And through that was through love and everything else that came after it. Hmm. Because he came out there because of love. Because he loved each and every one of those people genuinely and thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And through that, everything else manifested. Yeah. Through Listen. that, through that, as the base, as the core, through love, that's where it happens. And if Jesus is the foundation, the cornerstone, then that is love. Love is our foundation. That should be the first thing that we start with in all that we do. It is the basis for everything that we do, for everything that we build the Father's house on, is the foundation of love. Everything comes from it. <laughs> Who He is. It's got to be the foundation. Wow. That's massive. So we've always kind of, I swear, I mean, we've said this before, but it, it feels like we're coming out of the dark ages. Mm. feels like a a coming out now, an awakening out of the dark ages. We, you know, see these people that have, you know, a gift of healing or healings happen under their ministry or under things they, they do. And we try to emulate that, mm. you know, physically, you know, mixing some spiritual with it, 
but okay, they do this, they lay hands on this way, they pray like this, you know, and some people emulate it exact. And some, you know, most of us, we just take, okay, that I saw that worked for them, so I'm gonna emulate that. But that's all physical, mm-hmm. even though there's some spiritual mixed in. But realizing that it all comes from love, that's the basis of all of it. Instead of emulating that, just dwell with the Father, be infused with that Christ anointing of who He is, love, and then just let it flow out. And all that other stuff doesn't matter. The physical mission. Yeah. Well, I mean, and think about it. Those big ministers, preachers, teachers, healers, whatever, they might touch, like actually, you know, in, in conferences and things like that, really, truly a few hundred people. Because mm-hmm. they're one person. They have right. an event here and there. They have TV shows, broadcasts, teachings. And I'm not saying that they're not um, doing amazing things, because they are. But what I'm talking about is healings, because they're only one person. And we're looking to them to do all this stuff. And then, like you said, trying to emulate now this, that, and another. If every single Christian, every believer got this at their base and their core of loving I wonder how much more healing mm. would come out of a, out of the church and I'm not just talking because you know let me be honest there are less people in wheelchairs and less people with cancer and less people with what we normally think of as needing healing than there are with people with broken hearts and mm-hmm. mental health issues yeah. and broken families and uh, yeah. marital issues and teenager issues, they but, far outweigh yep. everything that we normally consider that needs healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or outnumber, I should say. And we barely focus on them. Yeah. Because it's not seen. Mm-mm. You can't see that walking through the door, it's, sitting there receiving a bunch of people for a conference, as we've done many times. It's. You, you don't see where people are hurting. Yeah, I see the guy with the hip issues. <laughs> yeah. I, I see yep. the guy with a broken leg. I see the guy in the wheelchair. I see the person who yeah. looks like they probably should be dead. You know. <laughs> What's holding that person together? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, bro, do you have blood in your system right now? You know? Yeah. And they're the obvious ones. Yeah. But every single person that came there came there for something. Yeah. So if you have a thousand people... And you see 200 with physical things that are obvious. There's 800 Mm -hmm. people there that need something. Yeah. Every person needs something. They're dealing with something. They're struggling with something. They're deconstructing some doctrine and trying to put it back together. And that can be traumatic. Oh, yeah. But they all... (laughs) That's the common denominator. What do... Every one of those people need from the third grader to the grandpa that we don't know what's holding them together mm. at 120. <laughs> they all need love. Mm-hmm. 
of whatever they're dealing with. They need to be seen and they need to be loved. Jesus didn't say go heal one another. He said go heal. Yep. Go save one another. Go whatever one make sure another. People, make sure everybody accepts me into their heart. Yeah. <laughs> he said go love one another. That's what every person needs. Not every person needs healing. Mm-hmm. Every person needs love. Well, you know, it's funny, too, is when he gave the commandment, if you love one another, you know, love one another, and if you do, people will know you're my disciples. Yeah. He's talking to his disciples. Mm-hmm. If you guys, you bickering children, <laughs> can figure out through your thick skulls on how to love one another, then everyone will know that you were discipled by me. Because they know me. Yeah. They know my love. They've seen my love. Yeah. The, the masses have seen my love for them. Yeah. Have felt my compassion. Yeah. Have seen that. Has seen. Have seen and experienced power that came through that. Mm-hmm. And you idiots can't even get along. <laughs> right. If you could just love one another, people will truly know that you mm-hmm. are my followers. That's the distinguishing attribute of a disciple of Jesus. I am a follower of Jesus. How do we? I know. Because people see my love. Mm-hmm. For my brothers and sisters in Christ yep. first. And then to everyone else. Yeah. But I think the church has gotten really good at loving everyone else. And failing to love one another too. Yeah. 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 Because everything ends in punishment. Yeah. Nothing. There's very little restoration. Yeah. Very little. Because it hinders the mission, the physical mission of reaching everyone Mm -hmm. while we're stepping over our own dead bodies in the church. And that's, that's messed up. We can't do that anymore. Well, I mean, outside from a handful of ministries, who even uses the word repentance appropriately? Mm -hmm. To the vast majority, at least it's maybe, maybe this is just my perception of what I've seen. But from the majority of pages I follow, ministers I've seen come across my timelines, repentance in their eyes is still confessing your sins. Right. Yeah. It's like, no. Repentance means you have changed your direction. Mm -hmm. Because I could confess all day long to a priest, a pastor, God, and and be like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry, or, you know, Father, forgive me, I've sinned, or however (laughs) you want to do it whatever denomination of the 44,000 that you're in, you know, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, that does, that's not repentance. Mm-hmm. That's confession. Mm-hmm. And confession only makes you feel better because right. you're doing a physical act of being like, I screwed up. Yeah. And then you feel better. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you do it again because you actually haven't repented because repentance is changing direction. The prodigal son's repentance was when he realized he messed up and he ran home. Yeah. He stopped doing what he was doing. He changed his direction in life, physically, emotionally, and he ran home. Mm-hmm. He repented. That physical act of coming home was repentance. Yeah. And everybody knew he had a repentant heart. Why? Because he came back and he was like, Father, forgive me. Yeah. I'm an idiot. It wasn't mm-hmm. the Father, forgive me. It wasn't his, his words. It was his action of coming home. 
was the repentance. Yeah. And and we've we've gotten that so backwards now that we need to talk about it. No, you mm-hmm. need to do, you know, one of my favorite sayings that I got from working in the jail system was don't talk about it, be about it. Be about it. And usually that was talking about fighting. You know? <laughs> Stop yeah. running your mouth and do something. Yeah. <clears throat> Come at me, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> But that's like, that really stuck. Don't talk about it. Be about it. I really like that. You know, because yeah. seriously. And I mean, every time I say that, I'm like, You're li- are you listening, bud? And I'm like, yeah, I'm listening. I'm saying <laughs> <Yep>. it. <laughs> yep. And that's all of us. Mm-hmm. But yeah. how do you love people? First, you got to love yourself. I mean, you got to come into an understanding of who you are, mm-hmm. what you are. And then you have to be able to apply that understanding of who and what you are to everyone around you. You have to see them as a child of God, as created perfect mm-hmm. right now, whether they know it or not, mm-hmm. whether they're doesn't, acting like it or not. Yeah, doesn't matter. That's who they are. That doesn't change. Yep. And then you have to, if they're acting a certain way, you have to. Get, a, get rid of or even stop before they come your assumptions of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if, if you can pull away the fact that you're assuming that they're doing it, you know, this, this is multifaceted, you know, if it's somebody you work with and know and they act a certain way, it's easier for us to get offended because they're like, oh, and you start assuming things like, oh, are they doing this because I did that? Are they doing this yeah. because they heard that I said something? Did they, uh, and you're, you're going down these assumed mm-hmm. conversational trails that don't exist. Yeah. Don't assume anything. Yeah. None of it matters. All that matters is, are they a child of God? Yes. Yeah. Are they the greatest, most wonderful creation that he ever created that he loves more than anything else? Yes. Hands down. Yes. So stop overthinking everything. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Love them. Okay. How do I do that? (laughs) You just, you do. Yeah. And how do you create perfect love? You focus on the father. Yeah. You focus on your relationship with him. And herein with that, you are, your love is made perfect in you. Mm -hmm. The more you focus on your relationship with him, the more of his love that flows through and in and through you, because now you realize that your love and then all of these things just start to come into being. And the yeah. more you practice it, the easier and better it is. Yep. And then people are like, what the heck is wrong with you, dude? Why are you always so happy? You know, I had somebody when I, where I used to work. They're like, you know, uh, she was a, a team member on a different team when I worked at, the, at a jail. And she's just, and she was always just this grumpy, grumpy face, grumpy attitude, really kind of snippy. <laughs> And I was always nice, polite, ready to go. You know, I wasn't, when they were running late, I wasn't, even though I was internally, I was really irritated because like, I want to go home. I got four or five Mm -hmm. days off coming up. You know, one time after months, she finally looked at me and she's like, you know, sometimes you're you're really annoying. And I thought you were just fake at first. Mm. She's like, but you are the most consistently cheerful person I've ever met. She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, (laughs) I just refused. Like one... As soon as you guys get here, no matter how long this takes, I'm off work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know. I am out of here. Our, our shifts were four four on, five off, five on, five off. So yep. it's like I got four or five days coming off. Yep. So no matter how this goes, <laughs> I'm out. Yep. So I'm going to be cheerful. 
Mm-hmm. And even no matter, and again, I don't know what you went through. Yeah. I don't know what, why, what's got you in a mm-hmm. bunk. And I don't know you well enough to ask. So, <laughs> yeah. Ain't no skin off my teeth. If, if, you, if you're a jerk, meh, whatever. Right. We're not friends. You're my mom. Yeah, right. Mom was mean to me. I might, I might get hurt. <laughs> like, mom, what would I do? <laughs> That's the other thing. We, you, need, you need to also know what's worth you putting equity into. Yeah, yeah. Your emotional equity. You only mm-hmm. have so much. Figure out where yeah. you're investing it and, and make sure it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Make sure the friendship that you're investing it in is worth it. The relationship that you're building, if it's a you know courtship or thinking about you know getting engaged or whatever, you got to know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. That's why being equally yeah. yoked is important. Yeah. Where are you guys at? If you're investing everything into it and they're not, it's gonna be a rough time. It'll be a very rough time. Yep. Hmm. Look, read hey. up, read up on those scriptures. Seek revelation, not seek it. Be like, Dad, you put this in here for me. Yeah. You wrote this down for me. I want revelation. Yeah. I want to know how to love your kids. You commanded me to do it. Teach me. Get quiet enough where you can hear consistently. Spend that's time well spent. Oh my gosh, time well spent in silence. That's when you hear what I heard, read somebody the other day something to the effect of silence brings concentration, concentration brings insight, and by concentration, it's Primarily the silence, mm. letting those thoughts come in, recognizing them, letting them go, and staying there long enough to where it all quiets.